This is episode 548 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. This week, we've got Woodge Fulton, we've got Felicia Barr, and Canada Sue Auchenden. This is Max Corcoran in sort of overcast, kind of chilly, but green and pretty Lexington, Kentucky. And this is Joe in sunny beautiful, amazing Ocala, Florida, and you're listening to the Eventing Radio Show. Max, how are you doing up there? I'm doing great, Joe. It is it is beautiful up here, but it is, um, it's it's chilly, <laughs> quite, yeah. quite honestly, quite no, but it's, it, uh, it's a great, I do love this town. It's a great spot. It is fantastic here, and we're really lucky where we are, but um, yeah, it's not Ocala. It's it look it's fabulous. I love it. I love it up there. I love going yeah. up for the event. I love going up to train my students there and things. And you've got wicked little bars and cool restaurants and all the rest of it. But for me, I'm allergic to Kentucky bluegrass. So it's uh, very it's very much a sort of you know like after about three days, I'm like bunged up and and all the rest. I could I could never live there, but I do love to visit. Yeah, yeah, bourbon yeah, distilleries and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And some of the best, um, like you said, really good restaurants. Yeah. No, it is. It's um, it's a great place. It really yes. is. Yeah. So, well, anyway, well, I'm happy here in the other, in the other world capital of the horse or whatever it yes. is. Yes, other horse know, capital of horse the world. Horse capital of the world. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, we've had um, we've had some uh, adventures recently, Joe. You and I. We have, yes, yeah. we managed to get through the Land Rover, um, Kentucky, um, five-star. First five-star in the world. First ever. five-star in the world. First five-star for our little Johnny, who was amazing. Oh, um, what a dude. He, um, he was a dude. He was fantastic. Unfortunately, he was a, a bit sore, wasn't he, on, on the Saturday night, Max, and and um, just some muscle rallied. shoulder. And he rallied in the morning, but he just, we just sort of ran out of horse a little bit. But yeah. he did the most fabulous, fabulous cross-country round, which uh-huh. we're so proud of him. Unreal. He was amazing. Yeah. Really was so, unreal. But he's, uh, yeah, now he's on holiday and chilling out, getting ready for the next. Yeah, yeah. He's And he gets fat fast, too. He puts on weight really? so quick. Yeah, you wouldn't think, but he does for thoroughbred. I he's just sick, like, he is a thoroughbred, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he just yeah. like he's put on so much weight already, um, oh, but that. he is a probably knee high Ocala grass. So, yep. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it was, it was great. It was a fantastic competition this year. Uh, not much has changed. The course did change quite a bit. Uh, for the, I don't know, for the better, for the worse. It was it was just different. Um, um, it was a fantastic course. Some of the things that Derek did were, I thought, thought were better. Um, I especially liked the two skinny uh, logs up, or what, what were the log things on the mounds um, this year compared to those fallen trees, which oh, I, yes. I, I yep. came unstuck at last year. Yeah. Um, but they rode really well, and the head of the lake was... Um, was nice. Was, was nice, but it had a very challenging out. Yes. You know, it was a, a very sharp turn from from a jump up over a duck to a, a, a narrow where well, you could go either side of um, some brushes and then it was 
six strides to a bounce out and or you could jump the left hand side of the brush and you could dog leg your way there and things so i mean it was it was awesome it was a good course it was a good course we had perfect weather perfect footing perfect footing i mean yeah the guys did i mean you can't ask for better ground than that really no it was it was um it was fantastic there was um the roping is done by bob and oh. Wilpath, who who used to run the Richland Horse Trials, and they are also a um, they are also part of the Team Johnny Syndicate. So I just yeah. wanted to shout out to Bob and Kay and say what an amazing job they did. There was one rope going into the into the water, the one the water jump that had the little skinny four strides to the log, Max. Oh yep. I said, Bob, you couldn't just like move it back a bit could you just like <laughs> just give me a couple of meters you know and he said oh i'd love to but derek was adamant that's where it had to go you know that like so you had to funny. really kill your pace before you galloped into and made a little turn to the skinny in the water but um, so that was really cool yeah but and the, yeah. um, the other thing that I found amazing when I was walking the course, which was kind of fun, I walked with some of the grooms. We had a great little afternoon. And um, it's all around all the jumps, every single stake and roping, every, every piece of rope is separate. So if there's something that happens at, at some any jump, that they can pull the top of the rope off and and let someone in, let somebody out. Um, it, it is the the thought and the effort that goes into that, and the attention to detail is unbelievable. Yeah, no, I know. It's it so is, cool. It's and they it's just amazing. Love, they just love doing it. They've got barbecues for the course builders, and oh, they're just they're just super super yeah. people. I went to that. I went to that barbecue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> It was a great barbecue. I know it was good. They had a they had a big fire. Yeah. Okay. And guess what? Guess what part of the firewood was, Max? What was it? Well, it was one of the old four star signs. They oh. said we don't need this anymore. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Went on the fire. Oh, it was funny. They're a good. Uh, they're a really good crowd. Those course builders. They do an amazing job. Yeah. So they no, they really do. Um, so I um, it was a excellent event for well for me because like not only because um just because it was a a good start for johnny but um tim price came over and that was awesome because it's um i kind of i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say i get a bit lonely but it is great when another kiwi is there um and i get to compete with them you know so um and it hasn't you know i live over here now and obviously it's been quite a long time so tim was he was over and um Said, where are you staying? He's he was bunking in. He was bunking in one of the one of the caravans. Like he just, you know, he could have had a tent, Tim. Yeah, he doesn't. Wouldn't have there. just wouldn't have worried him, eh? You yeah. know, no, uh, just exactly. he just like and so obviously he was in the campground with us, and so we had a lot of barbecues and dinners together, and that was really cool. And walked the course, and and um, you know, um, had his experience to draw on as as well. So that was that was fantastic. And sort of said, well, what are you thinking? And he. One of his first comments was, "He can't believe so much is already done before the start of the show." Okay, this, he sort of said, "You look around and you you're there on the like Tuesday, and this it's pretty much all up ready to go." You know, like there was a few other things being built. He said, "You know, this is is quite amazing, really." Yeah. Know? Oh, it is. Uh, it is one of the best events in the world, easily, hands down. Yeah, I think it is. It's just such a 
the it's um just really well organized and thought out and sorted and you know they've got um i just i don't know i just they just do such a good job mm. it is fun no. yeah yeah no it's um it's a fantastic and fantastic. you won some money at the phasic tipting party i did that was pretty you know, slick i i won a thousand dollars max yeah yeah, yeah. Y- you know what couple of years ago that would have been a rolex watch <laughs> i know that's the stinker of it all isn't it too yeah oh, yeah you got your name you know on that. yeah it's okay i'm fine thousand dollars a thousand dollars i was very lucky yeah i won the won the thousand dollars it's a prize draw for the riders um who go to the the Fasic tifton um, cocktail party and it's a really fun night you don't have to be there for a really long time if you think you've got an early dressage or you're a bit stressed or anything but i mean it's a great thing to do with the horse owners and syndicate members and other friends and stuff and so we go there and yeah lo and behold i was i won the draw so yeah that was that was fantastic right. we even we even got third in the team smacks oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah. We got third. Yeah, they have an international team. Our team was um, Australia, New Zealand combined. So there was um, there was Dom Schramm and Tim Price and me and the other girl from um, Australia. Australia yep. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I, apparently I was I was wasn't even the discard score max, which was always good. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, no, no. So that was that was fantastic. Um, but it was, it was a, a really, really good week, all in all. Um, yes. And um, great win for Oliver Townend, of course. I mean, like, he led from it was start, start to, finish. to finish. Yes. And, like, did really quite amazing. I mean, like, there was – and he would have been clear inside the time. He took – I think it was a hasty long route, you would have said. Yes. At, um, at one of the last water where he sort of – said uh-uh, we're not jumping that and we'll go around and do that do the option and you know but that was a really a really good effort um for him and so yeah congratulations to everybody and we're, we're already looking forward to it again next year absolutely so, go johnny go yeah yeah no no another year would be a completely different horse so yeah um, if you know anything, well, you and I know Johnny quite well, Max, don't we? And and like every year, we you, know, you come along and say, God, he's got stronger, hasn't he? You know, it takes he a has. long time. It takes a yes. very long time. Oh, yeah. No, um, it does. It takes him a long time, doesn't it? And then um, the next week was Babington, Max. Yes. And that and was – that got very exciting right to the end. Well, I just wouldn't have called that myself. Um and what what happened to anybody that lives under a rock is that um, that Oliver Townend on his other horse went into the final show jumping with one rail and some time faults in hand and um, had the one rail down and then had the time faults and Peggy French yeah. won, which um, like I said I just would never have called it, uh, but that that's the way it went. That's the sport. Um, and that's yep. the sport, and that was—I mean, it was—that was a weird weekend because that was the day after um, the Kentucky Derby. Yes, yeah? which was Der- very odd. Derby, yeah. if you say Derby in yes, America, Derby, Derby, Derby in England. Yeah, uh, which was which was another one of a, a real bit of an upset, wasn't it, Max? Yeah, with the horse being disqualified. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. no, so Babington, um, I sat and watched the whole lot and it looked fantastic. Me looked too, like yeah. Didn't <sighs> I enjoyed I, it. 
yeah, I, 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 I want to say it didn't look like the toughest badminton in the world, no. but but you, when you're not there and you're not on the ground, it's very easy to be the armchair quarterback, isn't it? Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, I would say that the the two the waters probably were softer than normal. Um, I would but, say that too. You know, yeah. Yeah. It did look a little bit a little bit softer, but I mean, you know, it's just how it is. But um, yeah, it was it was it was fantastic. So yeah, congratulations to all of those people. Um, we tried we tried to get Pig French um, to come on for an interview, but she wouldn't answer her phone, Max. So no. anyway, so um, anyway, we've got other people. We've got better people. We got um, great people. We've we got actually great have a great people. show. We have got a great show, Max. We've um, We've got Felicia, what's her surname, Max? Bar. Bar. Yeah. Who uh, won Jersey Fresh, and she's going to come on, talk to us about herself and her horse and how she bought it for $500, which I think is just the most fabulous story. Yeah. Um, we've got um, Sue Ockenden, who's going to come on um, for a little bit of preview of Bromont and to tell us about the under-25s. And we have got... Forge Fulton telling us about her badminton experience and her time over training with Dirk Schrad. Schrader? Dirk Schrader. Dirk Schrader. I don't want to say it wrong. I know that's offensive. Brucey and I call him Dirka Dirka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't ask me why, but that's what Bruce talked, you know. So, um, but Dirk Schrader has, I mean, he's done very well. I mean, he's a great rider himself. He's been really yeah. successful, but he's training some really good people like, um, Yoshi Iowa is there and um, he's a great mate of mine and like he, the, there's a lot of lot of good things happening coming out of there even, yes. if, even if you have to be in Germany which is fine um, which is tough can be tough can be really tough yeah well as long as you like pretzels and schnitzels and something <laughs> like that you know, I mean it's it's not so bad but I mean yeah um, yeah 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 so anyway, but um, we Max, we should probably um, get on with our show. Absolutely. Joining us now is the winner of the Jersey Fresh CCI Four Star Long, Felicia Barr. Felicia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So, um, first of all, huge congratulations uh, on the big win there. That is, uh, is it? Is this your first FEI win? Yeah, thank you. It, it is my first FEI win, and it's actually only my second win on this course. Oh, wow. Oh, that's fun. Well, what a great place to do it then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Talk about good timing. Yeah, exactly. So, Felicia, there's. I, I'm sure our listeners are dying to get to know you a little bit better. So, can you just give us a quick rundown or where you're from, where you, where you started riding, all that other kind of good stuff, and, of course, this fantastic story about how you've got your mare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started riding when I was 10 um, in a 4-H barn. So I did a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I did the jumpers, I did dressage, I did barrel racing and reining and, you know, some low-level quarter horse shows and, you know, really did tried my hand at a lot of different things before I found eventing. Um, and I actually started eventing with my first horse, who was a kill pen rescue um, and he, he went up to a training level and, you know, we, we were decided that he, he was really more suited for the jumpers. He loved the cross country, but he wasn't going to go higher than training level. 
Um, so I just stuck more with the jumpers with him. Um, and so we started looking for, you know, the next project horse that I could maybe event a little bit more seriously. Um, and my mom found an ad on Craigslist for this year-old um, warm blood mare. And I was like, this is a scam. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way that's real. <laughs> um, but you know, we went out to see her and um, you know, it was real. But, the, you know, she was $500 because they couldn't handle her. I mean, she was feral in every sense of the word. You know, she wasn't halter broke. She was living in a field. You know, she really hadn't been handled. Um, so, you know, when, when we got her, I essentially had to treat her like a Mustang, you know, I put her in the round pen, um, you know, I tried to bring her food every day so that she could get to know me a little bit better. Um, you know, the first time I put her in the round pen and I went to go feed her, she actually chased me out of the round pen years back. <laughs> she stared like I, I've been for my life and he scaled the side of the round pen. Um, and I think I was only 13 at the time. So oh we definitely bit off. Yeah, we bit off way more than we could chew. And how um, old was she at the know, time? Uh, she was coming to. So oh, my God. Okay. Young. So she was definitely feral. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't I don't know really what we saw. I mean, obviously, her confirmation was okay. But Outwardly, she did resemble a bit of a mule. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, she wasn't always the most beautiful at a young age, but she really blossomed and, you know, she made us work really hard for it. So I, I feel like I'm more suited now being a young professional, having all of that knowledge that she gave me. Yeah, I guess it's a trial by error, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so how, yeah, how, now, how old yeah. was she? How old was she when you broke her in? Um, I think we tried to back her when she was three. Um, and I say tried because I think we tried to back her four or five times. <laughs> um, you know, the first time I sat on her, she just went straight up in the air. Um, and we did call in help from a local professional, um, who, you know, he helped me at least get the basics on her so that I could ride her without her coming over on top of me um <laughs> but yeah she she was yeah she really did make us work very hard for it um and actually she had an injury in the field that prevented us from riding her in her four-year-old year so it wasn't until she was five that we really started doing some serious stuff with her um which I think benefited everyone because then she had more time to mature you know she's being handled every day I had to soak her foot every day so it just made her grow up a little bit more. So when I did come back to trying to ride her and train her, it was, it was much easier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And where did you, where was all this? Where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up in Olean, New York, um, Okay. like an hour and a half South of Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Right in the snow belt. Yeah, yes. exactly. I was, that, I was like, those are some bad winners. Isn't that where Daisy? Isn't that where Daisy lives now, Max? I think it's up in that area. I think Daisy it's sort of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's up near the Finger Lakes. Is that right? Is it? Is it near Nanda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And where where do you live now? Um. So I live in Kennett Square right now, and that's where I'm running my business. Okay. Excellent. Along with a b bunch of other people, there's lots happening there, isn't there? 
Yeah, it kind of is like a mecca for eventing. You know, I'm 10 minutes down the road from Boyd and Phillip's only five minutes away. And we could hack to plantation field horse trials. Oh, nice. I mean, we're, we're really lucky with where yeah. we're located. That's awesome. Um, so talk us a little bit through your, your prep for this. What, where did you do your, your qualifiers and, and everything getting ready for Jersey Fresh? Um, yeah, so unfortunately I was unable to go south this year. Um, I, I just have too many young riders and adult amateurs that are here. And, you know, the business at the end of the day for me right now has to come first. Yeah. So I, I did have to stay north. So there was a lot of jogging hills with my snow goggles on. <laughs> roads with my snow goggles on. Um, and I actually swam her at Maui Meadow. Um, they popped on the heater for me so I could go up and swim her. Um, so she did come into this season very fit, um, but the footing wasn't really appropriate for me to do a lot of actual eventing with her. We did um, Morven Park Intermediate um, and placed second there, um, and then we had planned to do the Fair Hill Advance, um, oh, but, but we rained got like rained a out. Mofo, didn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, it did. Um, we did the dressage and the show jumping. Um, but decided not to run the cross country. Um, in the show jumping, it was just a total downpour. I remember panning <laughs> around to the truck star. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I- I'll never be dry again. Not truly. <laughs> never recover from that kind of wetness. No kidding. Um, yeah, I remember cantering around coming to the triple bar, and I saw a guy with a shovel in the ring digging trenches in the ring to redirect the water. I was like, yeah, that's eventing. Like, only eventers would do this. Oh, my God. Oh, that's crazy. Well, good on you for yeah. picking and choosing, though, because... As we know, that's an important thing is to, to be looking after these guys when it's when it, especially when it's your only one, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not able to have more than one right now. It's just not in a place financially to yeah, have two absolutely. competing. Um, so yeah, I really have to protect her, and I'm very lucky because she is a very stoic mare. You know, she's she's tough. So yeah, I've been very like lucky with, you know, <laughs> knock on wood with, you know, limited injuries and all that kind of. Stuff. And how old is she now? Um, she just turned 11. Okay. Oh, so she's got, she's okay. just, she's just growing up. Oh That's yeah. Pr- we're, we're just hitting her prime, I think. So yeah, no hopefully kidding. these next few years we'll be able to, to com- continue, you know, with this success. That's awesome. That is great. So who's, who would you say is your biggest mentor? Um, right now, I've I've really been getting a lot of help from Sally Cousins. Um, she actually drove up on Sunday, you know, the hour and a half up to come and warm just me for the show jumping. And her help has just really been invaluable this, this winter and this last fall. That's awesome. She's a, a person that knows it all really quite well, doesn't she? Mm, she's yeah, great, Sally. She, yeah. You know, yeah. And she had a horse really similar to Sunny, you know, who just is a bit of a hot mare. You know, it, it takes a lot to, you know, maintain her tension. And, you know, yep. she still has that fire inside her. That <laughs> exactly. 
Yes. Um, and to have a conversation yeah. with them and a discussion with them. It's not, you're not telling Maris yeah. what to do. You're, you're, can, you're sort of being like, Hey, do, can we try this? Okay. No. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the effort. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. She's That's cool. definitely the queen, queen of the barn right now. You know, she yeah. walks out to the field and all of the horses just know that she is head mare. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And was this your first time to Jersey Fresh? Um, I did the short there last year. Okay. All right. So you're a little bit um, familiar with the land and, and the facility and all. Yeah. And I've, I've gone out that direction for horse trials with younger horses. I, I really love that venue. So I, I take some of the young horses out there too. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys had a bit of rain again on the Sunday, didn't you? Yeah, um, it's funny. They were interviewing us before going into it, and they're like, "Oh, are you worried about the weather?" I was like, "We just jumped up Bear Hill. Almost, you know, we we can manage anything." Yeah, exactly. Like, that just, that amount of rain prepared us for the freezing cold rain that we had at Jersey. Oh my God, Joe! Do you remember two years ago when everybody was ill that it rained and it was yes, so cold Max. every day? Oh my I, God! How can so- I? How can I forget Max? Oh, yeah. that was the worst. Except, except for. I was one of the few people that didn't get sick, that didn't get eat the, the chicken poisoning. salad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, the food, the, got the food poisoning there, and oh. um, yeah, the, it, there was a lot of people. People like couldn't even ride that were withdrawing yeah. because they yeah. couldn't even, you know. And I was up there training, and Max was up there um, grooming, helping grooming and helping someone out and we didn't have to do much did we max we were just well, no, because you know, my rider couldn't ride <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> and, and we so, sat it was so cold i just remember being so cold and so wet it was absolutely pouring. it was freezing and the guys we had done have, such an amazing job on the course the ground was actually the foot going yeah, yeah. was actually not bad and the guys had poured so much effort into the competition and it was such a we we're like oh the poor thing and i just remember being like yes i don't have to go you know like i was so sick but i was so excited we didn't have to go out in the rain <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we watched um, we watched the event riders masters as yeah, well, didn't we, did. we, Max? Yeah, yeah between we commentary and stuff, we sat With, in there. Yeah. We we may have started on the on the red wine a little well, bit you earlier did. in the I day. Well, I, I just needed. I was freezing, man. Yeah, we had that freezing. heater on us. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. One of my least fondest cut. memories of Jersey Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your weekend, no. you you um you were what fourth after the dressage? Is that right? Yeah, I was. Um, I was sitting in first most of the day, and then at the very end of the day, some of the last few riders, um, you know, crept up the leaderboards, too. Yeah. And then your cross-country, was she was super on that. That was a good good day. Yeah, she was brilliant. Um, sometimes a little too keen. <laughs> um, I think I saw a funny yeah, she, picture of you guys in the water, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> she, she hung a leg in the water, but I, I don't know how she stayed up. I mean, the picture is just really show what an incredible athlete she was and in that moment I was very grateful for her athleticism and my Voltaire saddle for sticking (laughs) me on (laughs) I don't know yeah I don't know how we saved that that was it was a little a little nerve-wracking it's a cool picture because she's landing and you can tell she's had to contort her body in some weird way but yet she's still looking for the next set of flags yeah ears are forward and she's like we're going next okay yeah yeah, I, I always joke, like, if I fell off in the middle of the line, she would just hold her line and just keep jumping. Like, she, she doesn't need me. She just, you know, she's yeah. just hunting for the flags. 
That's I'm awesome. just the one telling her where to go and trying to keep her from going too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and so fantastic what's, when you yeah. get horses like that. Isn't no it? kidding. Yeah. You can't, and you mm-hmm. can't teach them that. They just, you, they got to have they it or have they don't sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what? so what's yeah. next on, on deck for Sunny? What are you, she's having a little break right now? Yeah, she's on her mini vacation, um, day three, and she's already, you know, unhappy that she's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she's like, bang- every time I walk by her stall, she sticks her head out and bangs on her door, like, please come give me a job. I don't need a vacation. Yeah. That's funny. Um, she doesn't know what she just did. She's ready to go run the course again. Um, so she'll, she'll try, I'll try to keep her on vacation for a few weeks. Um, and then I'll bring her back and the plan is to spend the summer really honing in the dressage and the show jumping, you know, getting out to some recognized dressage shows to some recognized show jumping shows and then come in August to gear up for the A's and then I'll just do the fall four stars in preparation for Kentucky next year. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a pretty grand idea. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. This and so, year, you know, we're trying to gear up for you know the big one in the spring yeah and do you have to do another long format um nope this was the last event we needed to qualify but i will do fair hill in the fall anyway yeah fair hill super it's a great event it's a great it's a great run around to to keep them going for kentucky yeah yeah and it's so close to me i I mean yeah it's around the corner isn't it yeah 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 but i mean it's good experience for hill even yeah. though yeah. every Max year and I don't like to bathe the horses with buckets <sighs> and stuff like that. But um but no hose. go around hose. go around <laughs> Fair Hill and after that, if you go around well, you should be ready to um mm-hmm. to go to to Kentucky. Kentucky. You know, yeah. I mean it's that's generally the rule of thumb. Um it's got um, a fantastic cross country course. But there's some changes coming there too, Max, isn't there? We're meant yep, to be I'll- having a a five yep. star next year. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know they um, were talking about breaking ground, and they had some webinar. I think even today that they were doing something so you could see what was happening. So that should be cool. See what yeah, happens there. Yeah, that's so exciting to think. Yeah, about right a around five the corner. Being in my backyard. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, I love the story. I love the fact that you got it for five hundred bucks. As a two-year-old, I yeah. think that's just fantastic, and I think yeah. I think that's it's um it's just really admirable, and like I wish it it, it it just goes to show that it can be done. I mean, like some of us breed horses and buy them youngsters and and do all of that sort of thing, but it I, I just really like it when it it hasn't been someone that's been heavily funded into a very expensive yeah. horse, you know, like, um, you've produced you just, it yourself. Yeah. You've produced yeah. it yourself and congratulations. I just think that's fantastic. And to yeah, go all, to, to go all through all those stages, you know, of breaking in or learning to break in and, and all of that sort of stuff to get to this level, I think is fantastic. I really do. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like I said, I, it made me feel really well suited for the position I'm at. Well, um, because I, I am still very young, but, you know, I, I have so, 18 horses under my care in my farm. Well, I'm renting a farm, but in the farm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. There is one question I have got, and it's uh, I just thought of it. And um, when I produced my first advanced horse, 
And a few years later, I looked back and thought there's quite a few things, not a few, that's if other things I might have done differently and, and, and for the horses for the future. And I want to ask you the same question. I mean, like, is there anything that you might have what, – what have you learned on this journey or is there anything you might have changed for producing horses in the future? Um, yeah, I think it just is all about developing a plan that works for each individual horse. I mean, some horses come into my program – and are ready to go to their first event right away. And others, like Sunny, you just you have to take the time. So I've tried to, you know, look at every horse from a new perspective um, in the sense that, you know, maybe some need more time. And instead of trying to focus on going out and winning and, you know, doing everything right now, thinking about the building blocks so that, you know, maybe the horse isn't winning right now, but what's the best training program to make them happier and more successful in the long run how old are you i'm 23 jesus that's like a whole worldly world of things you can't even teach anybody <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a really impressive yeah say it sister that's amazing that is that's pretty yeah, cool thank you yeah wow there you go Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it hasn't been easy, but you know, no, it, it's not supposed no, to be. I mean, if it was so easy, everybody well. would do it, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Not supposed to be true. easy. And I, I would have none of this knowledge. Um, but it's funny, we we ship back from Jersey um, Sunday because it's so local. I just ship right back. Um, you know, I gave her her dinner. I put her out in her field with her friend, and then I went around and just mucked all the stalls. Like, we, yeah. you know, just it's what you that's do. reality, you know. <laughs> exactly. yep. And now I'm just, like, loading up all my teaching schedules. So, you know, back, back to reality now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's, that's what you do. Get, mm. get the jobs done and on to the next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to have the love for it because it's, yeah. it's not easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, Felicia, thank you for coming on and really enjoy this one. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. Um, that we have there's there's many lows and yeah, exactly. not yeah. enough highs yeah. to go with them. Yeah. So so go out and really celebrate and enjoy it and congratulations and thank you for coming yeah, on the show. So and we would love to catch up with you um, in you know some Stay other time. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, this was fun. And. Joining us now is from all the way over yonder across the pond is uh, our American friend, Woods Fulton. Woods, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So um, you've had you've had quite a year so far. I mean, you it all sort of started in December when you were given the um, Wilton Fair grant to have to be able to have some a big chunk of change to go training. And and then from there to talk, tell our listeners a little bit about um what you're doing, where you are, and what's happening. Yeah, I felt like I won the lottery a little bit. Um, probably as close as I will ever come to doing so. <laughs> um, so right basically from that USDA, uh, USDA convention, I went on a little hunting expedition to Germany to find a place to go. Um, I thought it was important just sort of knowing myself and knowing my horse that I didn't want to sort of get, I'm not sure if stuck is the right word, but I didn't really want to get stuck anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm not super good at, um, 
standing up for myself in a situation that I don't like. And so I thought <laughs> before I spent all of that money and you know, at the time I was supposed to take two horses over. Um, so first I went to Michael Young um, and I have a, a very good friend that used to date Michael and also owned one of his um, four-star horses, Leopin. Um, so she was sort of my, my in there. And I'm very lucky that she, you know, got me that opportunity. Um, and so I was supposed to spend about 10 days there and just sort of see, see what it was about. Um, and Nina society was super, super cool, but not, um, like I just, I just didn't feel like it would probably be the best thing for the horses that I had right now and for sort of where I was in my life, but they didn't start at eight 30 in the morning and they had a two hour lunch break, which I was pretty stoked about, but, um, <laughs> really, yeah. oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah, like, that happens at Beck Davidson eventing all the time. Doesn't it? Like every yeah, so, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when do they actually do, do their riding from eight to when? Mm, if I remember correctly, it was like from eight until 11 or like 11.30, and then you break usually until 2, and then 2 until basically 6. Um, so you end quite And they didn't have to... Mm-hmm, quite, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. relative. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, and they didn't have to do stalls, um, and they had automatic waters and that kind of thing. So there was a couple things that cut down on, you know, the big, the big ticket items. Um, right. take a, a chunk out of your debt but anyway it was really cool but I was just like you know this isn't um you know this isn't really for me um so I made a few phone calls and my lovely mentor and friend Sharon White was like you know what you should give Dirk Shadow a call because uh, I really like him and she had a student uh Woods who had just spent a year with Dirk um and Woods was very complimentary, and I was sitting in a hotel and called Dirk, and he was like, yeah, sure, come whenever. And I was like, all right, well, you're seven hours away, so I'll be there at 9.30 tomorrow morning. And he was like, okay, whatever. Um, so I got my rental car and bombed up there. And, um, yeah, I just – I really liked it, and he was seemed very straightforward and very um, – you know, honest about what he could and what he couldn't do for me. Um, and most importantly, he had Sharon's blessing and that, um, for those of you <laughs> that know Sharon, know that that is hard to get sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we sort of had a date set and I was going to bring Captain Jack and, um, a young one, a one star horse. Um, and like we were supposed to leave on the Friday and on the Wednesday he became very, very lame. Um, I was able to call Duda and get our flight pushed back a week so we could sort of find out what was wrong with him. And as it turns out, he had a very weird, rare, incurable bone disease. Oh my God. Um, oh my goodness. This is your one star horse. Bone Island. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is, just he was seven years old and um a dutch thoroughbred cross and we took him to new bolton and they were like i mean 
regrettably, they were super excited about it because like, right, it's, a, it's, just, it's not always great when vets are like, Ooh, your, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Thing. They're like, can we do more tests? I'm like, good God. Um, is this covered by insurance? Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was super depressing. First thing, isn't that, I hate it when they ask that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and normally I guess it's found in only older race, like thoroughbred, um, horses, but he's, you know, one of a kind. And I guess I was naive enough to think that in this day and age, we didn't really have many rare incurable diseases and we don't know what caused them, but, um, we do. And he is one of them. And unfortunately for most of those horses, some of them recover from their initial lameness, but usually within like five years, they're put down. Um, so his owner was, and I feel so bad for his owner because it was the first horse he's ever owned. He was super excited about it. We're going to Germany. We're psyched. And I'm like, sorry, Nelson. Um, so we actually ended up donating him to New Bolton, um, where they promise that he will live out in the field and only come in for periodic x-rays to monitor the bones. And um, hopefully they can give him, you know, the best life possible. Wow. So anyway, that's low, low point. We're going to the high point now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So captain and I came over and uh, February 8th, we got here and sort of settled right in. And, um, honestly, the experience has been way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I sort of prepared myself for the worst. Um, and it has been really, really great. Everyone here is nice and they all speak English and, um, they're friendly and helpful and definitely have a good handle on, sort of helping the American find her way in Germany. <laughs> um, it was a little bit unnerving um, because the competition season doesn't start until I think my first show was March 30th. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And you're supposed to do yeah, badminton which, later. Exactly. Um, yeah. And coming from, you know, down in Florida, luckily captain was never a horse that we did a ton of runs with before Kentucky. Like he never did the try on or chat. He just sort of, ended with Carolina and one right to Kentucky, but still I'm like, we had, if something went wrong, we had a million opportunities to do another show. Right. Um, and this was like, yep, you've got, you've got two chances and then go do the biggest event of your life. So don't screw this up. Um, and like, it was snowing, like I'm, it snowed like two weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing at you. Not no, with you, I we're laughing yeah. at you. <laughs> I don't miss that one little bit. Yeah. Um, so like this morning, this morning it was 32 degrees. Oh, I'm that's like, so what? rude. Yeah. Yeah. It does heat up um, there over there. So, so what? What was your first event? What, where, was it in England or Germany? Where was it? Which? Um, it was in Germany. It was at Jumulin. Um, All right. And it was a three-star short. Um. And it was cool. It was, you know, it was nice to sort of see the facility. Um, I had never actually been to the five star, but, you know, just seeing pictures. Um, and it was nice. I compared to sort of a, a May days at the Kentucky Horse Park. It was nice to sort of 
see what it what it could be, but it wasn't um, super overwhelming. Um, but it was it was crazy. It was they only had the three star short division there, and there were so many amazing horses and riders. It was ridiculous. Right. Um, you know, all of them were a little bit fresh coming out, but they had everyone in a like a warm up ring. I'd say maybe half the size of the Show Japan Arena at Rocking Horse. And okay. yep, it's what happens there. And there yep. was not one crash. Nope. I mean, and ever like just everyone's like doing their thing, and I'm like, Jesus, no pressure. Like <laughs> trying not to run into anyone, yet alone yeah. like actually trying to keep my horse chill. Um, but like that in itself was a huge lesson, right? It's like, now how can we have 75 horses in like this little tiny ring and at home we're bombing around on giant fields and people are like, left hand to left hand. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, That's what people complain to me about, uh, show jumping warmups. I said, have you guys ever been to Europe? I said, they've got like a place the size of a, a shoebox. And they've got two jumps, and everybody gets along, and they get it sorted, and they go in the ring, and it's fine. And they're like, no, they don't. I was like, oh, believe me, yes, they do. Yes, they do. It works Um, just fine. That's what comes with having more more space here, man. Yeah. No, and that's just sort of everyone just sort of gets on with it, and it's just what you do, and it's what they've learned, and and that everybody preloads, and yeah, it's pretty, it's very, very civilized. Yeah, and it's just like, I yeah. was like, oh, so, like, when is my show jumping time? And they were like, well, just when you're done with dressage, put on your jumping saddle and go do it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Like, that, oh, that works, gonna too. Be a mess, you know? <laughs> and I get over there, and, like, one of the other riders was like, hey, do you need one more horse, or is it fine if I go? Or, like, what do you want? And I was like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Like, no one has ever asked me that in the States, you know? Um, <laughs> Like, all right, this is cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and no ring stewards or, or anything. Um, no. No, but, just, yeah. Um, but it was a nice course. And we basically just um, just canned around. He hadn't been able to do too many gallops. So it was a nice, you know, just nice, like, sort of remember how to how to do an event again because it had been yeah. a while. And you hadn't, um, I mean, at that point, you you hadn't gotten into badminton yet. You were sort of a bit on the wait list and sort of waiting by the phone. I didn't get it until Batman until the Saturday before. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you but go. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was still on the way list. Um, wow. And then from there, we went to Poland um, for a four star short. Um, and that was a whole nother amazing and very, very, very different experience. Yeah. Um, How was the trip here, Woods? Yeah, it was. It was nice until we got into Poland, and I thought we had two flat tires in the lorry, and it was like that's right. And they were like, "No, no, let's just the road." Okay, cool. Oh my god. But yeah, I went. Yoshi, who rides for Japan, also rides with Dirk and is based here, and so they were nice enough to take me along with them. Um, and so we went there and it was just, it was a really cool facility and they did a really good job sort of, um, I don't know, the Lori Park sort of looks like the tanks just rolled out from the war. 
Um, <laughs> and like, you know, there's still like some glass on the floor and like, like you're like, and Frank, are you in there? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like it was just taking a step back in time, but the actual, I mean, the facility itself was, and the show management was, I mean, top class and the cross country course was beautiful and they had all sorts of like cute little wood figurines and you know on saturday you got the sense that this is very much like a, a social outing like the polish people's bab and you know everyone was wearing their sunday best um and so that was cool um and then from there we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited um and then finally got the call that we were into Batman. Nice. And so tell us a little bit about that, because that is sort of everybody, every event rider's on their bucket list, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I feel very lucky to have been able to go and even more lucky to compete and come home with a, a sound horse. Um, you know, on one hand, it was, I always try and sort of make it just like another horse show because that's how, you know, you kind of don't get starstruck and don't get like all panicked about like, Oh my God, I'm at Batman. Um, but it was really cool on Sunday to be able to be like, yeah, we did it. That was exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you just start thinking about like, how can I get back? You know? Right. Cause you've done Burley, right? You, you did Burley a few years ago. Um, Yep, and uh, so this was sort of your your bit of a trifecta, isn't it? You've done Kentucky, Badminton, Burley, and now Badminton. And so, where, what do you, yeah, what do you think of the course? Which which one do you think is the hardest? Uh, you know, I think, it, and it was interesting when I walked it because when I walked Burley, I was like, I literally remember turning to Buck and I was like, "Can my horse jump this high? <laughs> like yeah. the brush is." so big and he was like in typical buck fashion like i guess we'll find out won't we and i was like thanks buddy um <laughs> but like the course just looked like in like just big but also i was a little bit okay with it because i know that my horse is really brave um badminton was different in that it was like mentally exhausting like i felt like there was there was not one fence that you could take for granted and they're like quote gallop fence. Um, like fence 14 was probably the most of a let up fence since fence one. And that was still like a big jerkana with a huge ditch on top of a hill. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Not exactly <laughs> what you would consider like a, Oh, give me fence. Um, and just, you know, like sort of like, you know, when you think about the course, it was like, combination after combination angle after angle and um you know people always say that the you can't see on the tv the terrain um and the weird little like dips in the ground and that kind of thing um and i was lucky enough i went to groom there i don't know maybe three or four years ago um so i at least could i had at least seen it before um, it's always a little bit different, obviously, when you're just like, oh, yeah, I could, I could do this, easy peasy, as opposed yeah. to when you're actually like, having yeah. to do it. Yeah, it's a different um, story when you get there, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was very, I was very glad that I was riding um, Captain because 
A, he always keeps going. B, he's just like, like he holds no grudges. He's always like, all right, whatever. Um, Down to the next, yeah. But I will so, say, you know, towards the end of the course, I was like, Jesus, is this over yet? <laughs> so tell me about tell me about your first impressions, Wooj. I mean, like when you when you rolled up there and you drove round by the village hall and you unload and and you um, you know do your in barns and stuff and and what was what what were you thinking then were were you excited I mean I can tell you when I first my first time I drove up to Babington with a horse in the back of the truck I was absolutely over the moon about it and I was just like so so excited been there so many times and it was like finally I get to ride here so what were you thinking yeah um I was super relieved because I drove myself with the borrowed little lorry. Um, and I was first of all, just worried about the journey. It was, I left here at like 6 30 PM and I got there at 10 30 AM. Um, so it was a bit of a long drive and I was like, Jesus, if we can make it there, I'll just be excited. Um, but then definitely driving in and, um, you know, all the like, little old British ladies come out and they're like, put this here and do that here and wait for the veterinaire and everything. Um, yeah. It was just like a little bit smiling to yourself, like, well, I'm glad we're finally here and I'm glad that we can, you know, it's just such an accomplishment. I feel like to, to get a sound horse to the show ready to compete, you know, um, it is huge. And certainly captain's a little bit older and it's, we were in a new program this year and new fitness and new hills and no hills to gallop on. And so you're just kind of like, I, if we can just get to the show, I'll be, I'll be super relieved. Um, and then you get there. And of course, then like a whole new wave of nerves and anxiety washes over because like, well, now we actually have to do this thing. Um, now that we're here. Yeah. Cool. And so what about, when you like, it's quite a long hack from from the main house over to the uh, dressage warm up area and stuff. And like, what are you feeling when you actually when it's your time to go when you're trotting into the ring? Is it any different, or are you extra excited? Um, I feel like I've had sort of a unique experience growing up in Buck's program, and that. I don't want to say you take it for granted at all, but it was always like, okay, he takes three horses to Kentucky. Like, that's no big deal. Okay, we're taking another horse to Batman. Okay, whatever, whatever. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, we're going to a five-star time to freak out. And definitely with Captain, <laughs> he, you know, dressage is by no means his favorite thing. Um, and as I was... Um, you know, walking, walking over, I saw a friend who's a dressage judge in the crowd and he was walks over to the fence. And he was like, that's pretty shit luck that you drew Friday afternoon, huh? And I was like, <laughs> yep, but we got in. That's right. That's <laughs> um, right. Beggars can't be choosers at that point, can they? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yep, exactly. Um, but I thought, you know, maybe if nothing else would have a little excuse for him being crazy in the ring because he's going to be crazy regardless, uh, regardless if there's five people in the stands or 500. Um, and I was yeah, admittedly a little bit disappointed because he's been getting so much better and Dirk has worked 
so, so hard. And Captain has worked so, so hard on getting more relaxed and getting better. And, um, you know, Leslie was also there and he watched our lessons and he was like, yeah, he looks, you know, like a changed horse. Um, and, you know, Dirk was actually, I wasn't really sure. Uh, he's very German, but he also turns out is a really good coach and just had a lot of ideas for me on how to get ready for it. And, you know, like the day before he was like, you cannot go to bed tonight until you can imagine you and this horse doing that test perfectly. He's like, you don't need a 19, but you do need a 25. And he's like, as soon as, you know, like in your head, as soon as he tenses in the corner or as soon as he breaks in the medium, you have to just open your eyes and then do the whole, the whole test again. Um, and for me, I thought that, that like that personally really helps because we are an old partnership and like, I know he's going to go nuts in the ring, but me knowing that isn't going to help him. Um, so I just sort of took a deep breath and I was like, all right, well, let's try and, you know, do the best that we can do. That's all um, you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all you got. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then we came out of the ring and Dirk said, you know, that sucked. I'm sorry. We're going to do better next time, but you got to forget about it now because you've got on to the next. Yeah. The biggest thing you've ever done tomorrow and you can't be dwelling on what you should have done better today. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how much, how much longer are you over there with Dirk? Um, I'm hoping, um, touch wood. I'm hoping to do Burley again. Nice. Um, and so that's, um, first week in September and yep. then after that my money will be about up and he'll be on vacation so then hopefully we'll come home excellent and are you getting to ride some other horses obviously while you're over there yeah um, it's a cool facility actually because Dirk probably has like 30 in his program and then um, he shares it with his business partner Christian Hess who's a show jumper and he probably has maybe 40 just straight show jumpers. Um, nice. And then there's another uh, Pia Munker is here. Um, she has some event horses and then there's two or three just straight dressage people. Um, so I'd say there's probably 90 or a hundred horses here total. Wow. Um, so it's a huge facility and there's two indoors and like five outdoor rings. And um, it's nice because it's busy, but it's not all your problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We just have to take care of our horses, but there's, um, you know, there's always someone there to tell you that maybe you're not doing that right. Or, you know, if you need help with something, um, and Dirk has a lot of young horses and a lot of going horses and it's just cool to see, see how they do it because it's certainly a lot different than how we do it at home. Yeah. What's a, what's a prime example that's easy yeah, to, just like, to describe? Yeah. I would say they're, they're young horses. I, we probably have like, I don't know off the top of my head, 12, five-year-olds and they don't, they haven't done nearly as much as our horses at home would do. Like yeah. if I understand this correctly, they get them here when they're like the end of their four-year-old year. And they have been broken in, but like not like no training whatsoever. Whereas like we're expected to take the four-year-olds to Fair Hill. Um, right. 
and they and a lot of it they've developed you know they're not thoroughbreds so they're there's probably still growing and developing aren't they exactly but it is crazy in the three months i've been here like the horses that they're you know like wild and you know bucking around and that kind of thing are now like so good in the contact and like they feel so trained um, and then obviously they have baby moments where the bird comes up and they, you know, spin around. Right. Like, ah! Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, if you had told me that they were really only started last fall, I would have been like, you're, you're crazy. Um, but I guess I'm saying they're way more trained than our five-year-olds. Right. Um, <laughs> Even though we start our five-year-olds like, earlier. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just sort of trying to figure out why they can do so much more in such such a shorter time um but and it's crazy too because none of like none of them are the same type none of them look the same um you know you've got one five-year-old that you would think just did badminton the way his body looks and you've got another one that looks like a chubby little pony um but they're all quality and they all like they all know what they're doing um when you get on them to, you know, like within reason, um, but just like the, the, their basics are just way better. Yeah. That's, and that's actually huge, isn't it? The basics. That's a, that's a, that's a really good comment. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm trying to figure that out and then I'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you when you find out, just, you know, (laughs) let everybody else know, because that would be great for America. (laughs) Exactly. We can just figure it out. Help us us out over here. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So what's, um, so you, um, your guy's having a bit of a holiday and then he comes back and you'll probably, sounds like you can do just about anything you want to do there in the summertime. You can event, you can show jump, you can do some dressage shows, you can do just about anything, huh? Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. I think his first show is going to be, um, Back to Poland, they have a Nations Cup. Um, it's supposed to be pretty big and pretty um, impressive and really well done. Um, I think it's the end of June or beginning of July. Um, so he'll that'll be his first sort of... The footing, apparently, we're in a drought right now. Um, so the footing's already pretty hard, unfortunately. And wow. so we're going to have to be a little bit choosy about where, um, you know, where you go. But it's a nation's cup and everyone's going to be there. So, you know, they're going to do a really good job with the footing there. Um, that'll be cool to the baby thing though, because that, that reminded me, they also have just these shows where it's only cross country rounds for the five. I've seen those on videos. Yeah. I've seen them on videos. Yeah. That is like the best idea ever. Um, because, you know, they're not ready to do a dressage test yet. And like, but they're, you know, probably the equivalent of training level. Um, and it gets them out and the, they each get a score. And it's nice because you can say, oh, this one got a 7.8 and publicize it. Or you can, you know, if your horse gets a three because it stops everything, you don't have to tell anyone. Right. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like unaffiliated and, shows. And, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just, it's one cross country round. So you're, it's like, not like you have to go and you sit on the hot trailer all day long. Um, and you just go and you do your course and they have, um, like on Wednesdays, well, 
at least the ones that these guys go to. They have some on Wednesdays. They have some on the weekends. Um, so, you know, if Wednesday sucks, you can go do one on Saturday. Um, and I think, like, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Anyway. That's, a great idea. that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And it, like, it just makes sense. Wow, what an adventure you're having. That's so cool. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun, Wooch. Yeah? It really is an adventure. It's pretty cool. And it's, I think, even more um, cool just, like, horses are, you know, sounds corny, but, like, horses are a universal language. And it's pretty cool that I can just sort of be transplanted into another barn and sort of pick up where I left off. And, um I, you know, I think I got extremely lucky with not everyone gets the joke with my horse. Um, <laughs> Dirk, Dirk has sort of made it his personal mission. He's the only thoroughbred on the entire property. Um, ah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But Dirk made it his, you know, and everyone's like, oh, it's so cool that he used to race. And I'm like, yeah, at home, these horses are like a dime Yeah, dozen. really cool but when I'm going like, down centerline, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But here it's like a big deal. Um, so I think I got super lucky, obviously, with the program that I got put into. But um, yeah, I'm having a really good time learning a lot for sure. That's awesome. How's the food, Wooj? Eating you plenty know, of... the food is not great. You know, <laughs> 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 um, oh, goodness. Luckily for me, I have a great boyfriend who sends me... Um, boxes full of my favorite American snacks. Um, but I was just at the grocery store the other day and I'm like, I'm so over this. Food. Like if I eat more microwavable chicken, I'm going to turn into a microwavable chicken. Like I'm yeah. Um, There's a lot of sort of cold cuts and, and salami and, and cheese for breakfast. Salami and cheese for breakfast. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. much salami and cheese. If I never <laughs> so see salami and cheese. cheese again, I will exactly. die happy person. So much salami and cheese. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Oh, dear. Is, and I get uh, so excited when I see American things in the grocery store. I'm like, I'm going to buy five things of Pringles just because I know just what because it you can. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. so funny. That is awesome. No. Excellent. All right, Woods. Well, we're going to let you go and go to bed because it's getting late there. And yeah, I'll, um, let you, I'll, let you get down, I'll let you get down to the pub for a beer and a schnitzel. Yeah, exactly. There you, go. <laughs> yeah. you know, we actually live in the middle of nowhere. There is not a pub as far as the eye can see, but um, I'll go microwave some chicken and call it. Okay. <laughs> we'll enjoy go. that. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now is the organizer of one of my most favorite events in the entire North America, Bromont, Sue Ockenden. Hi, Sue. How's it going? Very good. Thank you. Apart from the rain. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I wanted to get you on the show today so that you could um, tell us a little bit about how Bromont's coming on. It is one of our most favourite events, um, and it's become a very it, it, well, it's an integral event for me because it's kind of just rolls around at the right time and, and all of that sort of thing. So um, so how's it looking? Oh, everything's looking great. We have just spent two days with um, Derek and uh, Jay Hambly's here and Dylan Barry. We're putting out all the courses out now and we're just working our way to the finishing line, which will be the June around June 4th. Okay. Very for good. the you know the getting everything out and everything ready for the competitors. Yep. And you say that you've had some rain. So, um, what is the what, what, what's the forecast? Well, the, the the rain is not a problem because we're sort of in a little bit mountainous here. Not not big mountains, but enough for the uh, a nice cool breeze to dry it all up. But the spring's been very late, so it's, we've been able, we're unable to maintain the grass as much as we'd like to. But actually, I have to say it looks very good. I've got two cuts in before the major rain comes in, so we're, we're in good shape. That's fantastic. And um, so this year you've got an under-25 thing going on. Can you explain that to us? Well, you know, I've looked at all the lists when we put out the lists every year, and we have, like, 60 horses in a division and you know we underestimate our under 25 group so I think we need to um, start looking at an under 25 uh, group I'd like to bring that to uh, a, a proper section so they have somewhere to go and also I think it gives those those younger riders a chance to compete amongst themselves and also looking in the future to a kind of a team team event I, it, thanks goodness for uh, Mars Equestrian and the support they give and also Steve Blauner to help create this this program. What we're trying to do is select some riders to give them a little bit of sponsorship and also give them some education in the sport as to walk in the course and um, they'll come in early and we're trying to select a few each year that qualify for this grant that we're giving out. I think that is okay. such a freaking awesome idea because there's some people that get there and are to a three day event and they just haven't had the knowledge. And yes, they maybe have a trainer or a coach that's with them, but um, what a fantastic opportunity. I think this is such a cool idea. Yeah, I agree with you. We need to work on it and we need to make sure it works for them, but also it gives them a chance to have some autonomy with us, with us all and some help. I mean, We've got, uh, we're starting in a small way. I mean, this is the sort of thing that the Mars Equestrian like to see be, being uh, money spent on. And Steve Blauner is 100% behind it. Um, I've always had this vision for the under 25 myself. I look at Canada right now. We have no growth of youth coming forward. The young riders is not working as well as we'd like. So we've got to come up with something to support this area of of, of riders. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And it's opened across the board for them all. Even with you, Max, it's a, with the stable management, the walking of the course, a right. little jump school. We won't be able to do much with them when they come to the competition, but we're going to give them a good feel to go home with. Right. Which is really cool. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it's something that's an experience that they're not going to get anyplace else, really. 
Well, we hope other people join the band and do the same thing for these these writers because we need something to work it with the Americas and we've got to start working on our own uh, Americas right now and create a, a, a group just like they have young writers in Europe, the 25 and under. We need that in the Americas. I think that's, I mean, there's, you know, for you guys, it, it, the event, it's basically it, the only thing it really costs you is another set of ribbons because you already have the, this, the, the course is already set. It's just um, doing another set of, like I said, another set of ribbons. I mean, so it's, it's not that hard to actually to produce, is it? No, it's not. It's not only that, it's the education. We need to put some money into them, a little bit of money to give them some education and show them how it's done. I mean, a lot of people tend to buy a horse these days and upgrade too fast. They don't go to the right courses and then they think they can go to Europe. And we've got to stop this and and we've got to educate them. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So how does it work? I mean, like, have the young riders, is it like, grants or sponsorship or, or have they been selected already or like is well, it not yes, too late we, for someone we, to we, give you a call uh, or? right i tell you right now i i've always wanted an under 25 group i i think 20 and not 21 and under is too young i think under 25 gives us a, a good basis for a good group of horses to make a proper section you know in the sport so if we could do that in the two, three, and four-star, I think the four-star is a little bit way off right now, but the two and the three-star, we can definitely grow our, grow our band of riders for the future. And if we can educate them th- through that time, they have a more chance to go to a four-star and then go on further to a Kentucky or wherever they want to go in life. But there are some people that just want to compete because they enjoy competing. They're not the bravest in the world, and the two and the three-star is a good opportunity for them to to get the education. Yeah. So and I the, so there is a selection though. I mean, um, this is our first year, so we've got some. We've got to work it out, but there is a selection. They all send it in, but. Bromont's not an easy course, so we just can't get somebody who fits their first Bromont. You you know what I mean? So we've got to select the people right. It doesn't mean to say they're not capable of, of getting selected. Maybe we can make it a little bit bigger than what we're doing now. But right now, we're just starting it. So let's see how it works. Yeah. And so basically what happens, just talk us through it. The people have found out that there was going to be a bit of a scholarship that's happening. And so people applied and they had to sort of write down why they wanted to have this. Is that right? Yeah, am I, am I saying this right? right? And also their, their qualifications. Too. So anyway, we, we want to develop the under 25 group for the future. Okay. The, the basic idea is to select them so that they're capable of doing what we're, we're doing in Bromont and open the door for those that need help. So this selection committee, it, Peter, Peter Gray, we've got Kerry Millican and Steve Blown are running it right now. And we've got people, clinicians coming in like uh, Doug Payne's coming up to do some jumping. Peter will do some dressage and there are going to be some other people invited. They're going to have an inspirational talk from probably Boyd Martin and we'll have Jessica Phoenix from Canada. And we're going to do that right at the beginning. They're going to come in on the Sunday and start uh, a little workout Monday through to when they, they do the competition. Obviously, we can't do a lot with them, but we can give them a start in the sport when they're doing a competition because those horses have got to compete. 
And it's a grant of up to 3000 It is in Canada, so it'll be Canadian dollars. And it helps them for their entry, uh, their, their stabling, their accommodation, and their travel, depending where they're coming from. I mean, we can't, we're keeping it as a small grant, but it's something that, that helps them with their entries. As they would say, there's no such thing as a small check when your name's written on it. Yeah, right. that's right. right. And I think that that's actually fantastic. Okay. I'd like to, really cool. like, to, like to put my hand up at the moment and say, could there be a grant for like the f- person that comes from the furthest away? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Well, that's because that's me. That's, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I'm not under 25 anymore. I mean, maybe no, we could we have like the... No, but we could make a grandfather clause. Yeah, yeah exactly. A, the, vet, the old, the old vet, veterans class, you know. Exactly. They, they call me a veteran, Max. Oh, God, can you I believe it? Oh, that hurts. That's, That's kind of stinks, that, doesn't, doesn't it? it? No, I don't feel like I'm a veteran. No. That's all right. Um, We're, they well, refer to us as the antique room. So, you know, that's that's our group's name now. <laughs> Well, Max, we're going to include you in that. You've got to come at one time and be one of those members to help us to. grow this group. Uh, I would love we to. Just, we were just talking about that five minutes ago, and Max thinks that her event at um, in Middleburg, Middleburg is gonna going to be on a different weekend next year, and she's very excited. So yeah. um, she'll be able to get up there. Good. Well, look, I mean, we're looking forward to doing it. Uh, I hope we get good weather. I see the sun's out all of a sudden. It must be because you you lot are calling me, and I don't <laughs> like doing interviews. But uh, since Max is there, I feel a little bit more confident today. Yeah. But yeah. you've got to remember one thing. Without sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do this, because I sure as hell couldn't afford to do it. And I'm a little bit worried about my own country in Canada, because we're not doing anything for, for we've got our elite riders and that's all you see. We don't see anybody coming up, but I will tell you, there's two kids driving one from BC and one from Alberta. And I'm, I would like to, to help those people out West so that they can come East, you know, wow. because that's a long way. Good to, on them. It, yeah. Good on them. They go, it's, it's a long drive and I want to see them be able to compete and have a good time. The days of Nick Holmesmith. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, Absolutely. That is, that's pretty great. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Sue, while we've got you on the phone, can you remind our listeners what the date is, where it is? Are you kidding me? I'm so, I'm so anal at my age. I can't remember when the date is. I think it's the 4th or is it the The, 7th of June? The the 9th. Yeah, how bad I am. It's the 9th. It's 7, it's 7, 8, 9. Yep. Yes, yes. I only know that because that's um, the date of mine. <laughs> and is that that's too bad. It is yeah. seven eight. Yeah, it's, and the, the jog, the jog will be on the fifth of. It'll be on the. Um, it'll be on the Wednesday. The jog yeah, will be on, on the, the Wednesday. Yeah, it's on the Wednesday on the fifth. Okay, competition um, starts on the Thursday. We seem to be getting a lot of entries this year, so um, I hope. Well, I hope we're. I'm very excited about the whole thing. So we'll see how it all goes. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Sue, thank you so much for coming on, and we are really excited to get up there. Um, I can't wait to get up to Bromont. Like I said, it's one of my most favourite events um, that worry, I ever we'll go to. Don't worry, Yeah, no, I know. Don't worry, you always look after me. Always a great event. So, yeah. Anyway, well, we'll see you there. Well, Max, Bromont, like I said, I've probably said it so many times, I love Bromont. It's a great event. You too. And 
It's good for the one stars, like fairly solid, uh, brings horses on two really, stars, really well. Two sorry, sorry, two sorry, stars. sorry, two star, two star. <laughs> the preliminary so, three-day horses, yes. Yeah, just when I yeah. thought I was getting the hang of this. I know. Um, but it is, it's a fabulous event. But also, there's a fabulous town, and we have a traditional lobster night, which I'm really excited about nice. as well. Well, because it's it's you're up in that area, Max. You know, you're up there, and and you can get lobsters. You know, and they're not expensive compared to yep. sort of down down here in Ocala, which is a, a long way away from right. cold water. So yeah, no, it's fantastic, and and I'm really happy about what Sue's doing and what's going I on think with that's the really 25. Cool what they're doing. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and um, because if someone, if nobody does it, nothing's going to happen, and it's all. It, one day everyone will look around and say. You know, our elite riders are, are old and, and they're finished and, and we don't have anybody, we don't have any more teams, anyone right. for teams, you know. And, you know, let's face it, Canada does not have a huge pool of elite riders to choose from. No, they from, don't, you know? no. So, you know, it's a little bit like New Zealand. So, you know, the, the riders are great, they're very good and things, but, like, you've got to encourage the young people to come along. And it's been one of my... One of my things, I've always been a bit funny about the whole young rider thing. I think that young riders is great, but I, I, I want to see people not just going to young riders, not just saying, oh, young riders, this is the pinnacle of, of what I want to do, and now I'm going to go to college, and now I'm going to get married. You know, I wanna, I'd really like to see people encouraged on past that and, right. and going on and keeping on in the sport. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're, yeah, something there, obviously some people have different wants and needs and all that stuff and they're just, maybe that's not what they're going to do. But in the end, there are people, there is, there are, there is more out there than just young riders. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. So it's great that they're getting behind this under 25. Now, the other thing I've just, I thought of something when, in its regards to, um, to Wooja's interview and when she's talking about 75 people in arena. Okay, and yeah. it, I just want to tell this little story because it reminds me of being in Arkin. Um, and we because we competed in Arkin quite a few times um, when it became the the uh, four star short at Arkin. Oh, well um, done, well done. Yep. So yeah, I did it. Uh, four star short at Arkin, and it's a teams competition in New Zealand. We would always go over there and compete in the teams as part of what we did. And I was um, on little Clifton Lush, and I was riding around. And, and we're in a 20 by 60, okay? We're in the 20 by 60. There are 25 people in there. But also, An- Anki Van Grunsven on, like, this horse that looked like a giant, yeah? Right. And, the, and they have those giant padded leg wraps too, don't they? Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. The, and bell boots the, on all four legs. Bell, and, yeah, bell boots and, and the whole thing. And these these people going around on these, like, massive dressage horses being all flash and bouncing off the ground and all the rest of it. And I'm trotting around on little little lush, okay, my New Zealand thoroughbred. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, my little thoroughbred. And I, I know exactly what she was talking about. It's exactly the same feeling. You know, like, it was just, it was kind of like, oh, my God, there's Anki Van Grunsman. And then it was yeah. like, well, and, oh, my God, I'm on my... On my on my little wee, you know, tiny with, with a tiny <laughs> trot, you know, and it was kind of weird. But then it was like, God, how cool is this? You yeah. Know, how how really cool is this? <laughs> so like, someone take a photo, you know? It was yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. yeah, get a picture so, of me here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool. It's it's um, and 
it's it's weird because like you know those people are actually just normal human beings. I mean, more perhaps not all the dressage riders, but I mean most of the eventers at the high level are really normal human beings. You know, yeah, and it's, absolutely. And, and, and so, yeah. um, it it it's it's kind of weird. But like when you start talking to them and things, and they're, they're kind of like just oh yeah. So they're, yeah, yeah no. they're just they put their what do they say? They put their pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes. So anyway, Max, this has been a long show. It's yes. A, and so, so, so for every long show, we have to have our shout out to Anita Nimpton. Oh, um, except for Anita's not riding anymore, Joe. She's not. No. Really. Yeah. So we'll okay. shout her out. We'll shout out to Caroline Martin because she is still riding and she does. Okay. She does her trot sets to our show. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Caroline, enjoy this one. Okay, it's because yeah. it's going to be a long one. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Max, you need to start wrapping this okay. show. Okay. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Eventing Riders Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. Find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search the Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. You can go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. This is Max, and you can find me pretty much most days on a conference call these days. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Max Corcoran Horse Care. You can find me on Instagram at MMC338. I follow you now, Max. Do you? Yes, I, I, I found you on Instagram. Did you? Yeah. Yes, I'm pretty sure I pressed the follow button. And this is Joe. <laughs> this is Joe, and you can find me at joemeyereventing.com. You can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can follow me on Twitter, Joe Meyer EVNTR, and you can find me on Instagram, Joe Meyer Eventing. And you have been listening to the Eventing Radio Show, and it has been fantastic. And Max, I think we'll talk to them all again in one month's time. Bye, everybody.